Howdy Universe! Did we make it? Are we still AM-ish? Yeah, 11.59. It's 11.59 here on the 16th of December. So you know what that means, right? It means it's almost noon. We've been up for a while, so don't give me that wake and bake shit like we just got up. We got up easily at like 10.55 or something. So, have I rolled out of bed and done enough that I couldn't qualify for Wake and Bake? Yes. Yes, I have. But barely. And you know what's an acquired taste? Beer. But you know what's another acquired taste? Whiskey. And you know what's a third acquired taste? Me. But you know what's not an acquired taste? Fucking mushrooms, man. Because when you take mushrooms and your brain starts to enter that float in the Mardi Gras parade you didn't know you were going to attend, well, that's the very definition of not an acquired taste. That's the definition of a pie plate of unbelievable God-sent goodness is about to smack you right in the face. That's mushrooms. And weed's more like, wait, what kind of pie did we order? And whiskey's like, pie? Who the fuck's talking about pie? Give me another round down here. And of course, the pretentious beer drinker's like, okay, now this pie variety that's coming to our face, now is this a distilled malt liquor, or are we talking about some sort of blended frambois? And of course, the clown, he of the truly acquired taste, is like, why are we doing so much analysis of a pie-to-the-face joke? These are the basics. This is comedy at its lowest form. This is the common denominator. Pie to the face. Funny. Slip on banana peel. Funny. This is where we start. This isn't where we have to reverse engineer to figure out what the fuck was going on. Basics. Fundamental building blocks. It's what we're all after, right? The basics. Alright, pause. I gotta go basically get high as hell. Okay, but while I'm getting high, we should talk about the fact that tonight I'm going to get really high. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's the night. I'm taking mushrooms. I decided. Now, could something get in my way? Of course. Fate has that sort of ability. But not wanting to succumb to the fates of lesser yore, I want to succumb to the fates of on the moor. And on the moor is I had no idea. How much mushrooms I have. Like, I have a lot. And uh, I have so much that I was just going to take some last night just to be gratuitous. Like, that's how much... I have a lot. Okay. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I think we're back to normal. Oh, wait, but the phone's way down by the plug. So I wonder if this has been recording terribly. If it has been, well, it might be getting better right now. <coughs> sorry. Okay. Take a drink. What was I talking about? Oh, the quantity of mushrooms I have. So, I don't know how I got this many. I don't remember buying this many. Which makes me wonder if Lily's been fucking with them. And putting shit in there that's not real mushrooms. I have to think like that because that's the kind of shit Lily does. Now... I don't really think she did that here because they've been in a spot where, I mean, of course she knew because she 
ransacks my house every time I'm gone to figure out where anything is. But she is spooked by the idea of hallucinating intentionally because she hallucinates unintentionally. So I don't think she's fucking with my mushroom stash. Like, if I had... (coughs) Whoa! If I had some pharmaceuticals or, God forbid, some methamphetamine in the fucking house, Lily would find it like a bloodhound. But mushrooms, I don't know. Doesn't strike me as... Strikes me as the kind of shit she's afraid of. Hell, she's afraid of pot. There's that schizophrenia rumor about pot smoking. And, uh, you know, so that one's got her all hammed up. I'm pretty sure mushrooms would have her feeling the same way. But not me. And by having more than I expected, what I mean is I've got close to an ounce and a half of mushrooms. Which is way more than you need for one dose. I mean, I would take them all. But I might not be seen ever again. Even in cosmic quandary land. That might be straight into the black void forever. And, ah, I don't want to be in the black void forever. I mean, I don't even really want to visit. Talk about not wanting to be somewhere. It's the definition of being in the black void. Not being comfortable enough to stay. But I might be comfortable enough to stay now. I still got some shit to think about, so that's a good spot to think. But that's about all it's good for, right? And with, let's just call it, 35 to 40 grams of mushrooms, and you need about 2.5 for a fairly thorough but pedestrian trip, or 3.5 to 4 if you want to feel a lot more uh, involved, and 5 to 7 if you want to be flying high as a motherfucking kite. So what that means is I've got myself probably a good six to seven uh, flying high as a motherfucking kite experiences out there. I've got somewhere between 10 and 15 more pedestrian experiences, like the kinds you'd have with friends in a social setting. Or I've got one fucking talk to God, ask all the questions you can fucking ask, and hope you remember even one answer experience but i'm not one to go excessive wait yes i am i am not one to go that excessive (coughs) whoa with my unexpected flammation phlegm gross um i'm not expected to go i'm not expected to overreach that much when there's seven overreaches already available Because if I really want to overreach, well, I'll take 10 grams. See what the fuck happens. And what I kind of want to do, although I really need to have somebody with me I trust, like trust implicitly. I really want to take between 5 and 10 grams of mushrooms in a sensory deprivation tank. That might be the dumbest idea I've ever had or the greatest idea I've ever had. But whichever one it is, that is not an idea to go in without a co-pilot. I mean, if I had my own sensory deprivation tank and was fully in control of my environment and all that shit, of course, then who needs anybody else with you? But because I have to go to some place called, like, La Petite Floats or something, uh, I'm not sure they're French. What is that thing called? Whatever? Forever Spa? Something? Whatever. But because the public gets involved, well, yeah, co-pilot. It's like when I went to see Pulp Fiction on 10 Hits of Acid. You needed a co-pilot for that. 
And I had one. And I needed him. Pause. And why did I need my co-pilot that day? Because the theater we picked to go see that particular showing of Pulp Fiction, well, had a three-story escalator. And no, this isn't the pavilions in Denver. This is some theater in Portland. And it was inside. And so, as you would deboard that plane, you would be riding three stories down an escalator as every next movie attendee was riding up the other side. It was a long fucking escalator ride. And uh, it was a great time to check out the opposite sex because there was a bounty of them coming up at you slowly. And if you were lucky enough, make eye contact with the right other and say, winky, winky, maybe I'll go see that movie I just saw again. Well, no, 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 not when you're high on 10 hits acid. You're not going to do that. But what you're also not going to do is think favorably about the fact that about a story and a half to two down there is your fucking college professor coming up the escalator at you. And you're high on 10 hits of acid, man. You just saw Pulp Fiction in the front fucking row. Oh, boy. Talk about time standing still, right? Takes like 27 minutes for that motherfucker to finally get to you. And he's been saying something for like a good 15 feet to you directly. He's made eye contact for a good 40 feet. He knows you're there. You know he's there. And he said at least five sentences to you. Of which you've picked out maybe nine words. And then you manage this pathetic response on the way by as you awkwardly miss handshaking his hand. Front. Bro. Yeah. I did get an A in that class, so I don't think it affected my grade. But I felt compelled to go in that next class and say, Oh, Dr. Garrison, I'm so embarrassed. I was so overwhelmed by Pulp Fiction. We had just seen it in the front row, and I couldn't even stumble my conversational words to respond to whatever you asked me. I was so overwhelmed for him to go, I know. I've only seen it once, but i got to see it again. That movie is awesome. One more drug experience under the radar. But mushrooms in a sensory deprivation tank. Think about that. No sound. No touch. Nothing but your thoughts. Oh, God, I know, I know, I know. Uh, do I have? Am uh, I oh, that mentally agile and mentally well structured? Or would it be the jungles of Vietnam all over again? Uh, all over again. God, I'm such an asshole. Okay, sorry to everybody in Vietnam at a soul level. You didn't deserve it. Everybody. I am sorry. Now, no one is not like Vietnam. Mario Kart Wii tournament. Oh, yeah. Yesterday I acquired a, uh, what they call modded Wii, which means somebody's put some fucking sideways software on there, which lets me play all kinds of games like Golden Axe from Genesis. Ah, yeah. Peel Adventure Racing from N64. Yeah, yeah. Played them both yesterday. Do you see why I wanted to take mushrooms? Honestly, how did I not take them? Well, because it was like four in the morning. And uh, I thought that was 
too late to start. If I'd have had a co-pilot, no, that was not too late to start. But alone, admittedly, I don't want to sleep through a mushroom trip. I mean, I sort of do. A good one. Okay, back to reality. This reality. Base reality. 12-12. Um, Mario Kart tournament. Got a couple of uh, boisterous co-workers. And uh, listen. I even said this in real time while it was happening. Throwing darts at the board that is 20-somethings and their video game prowess as a 53-year-old dude is a lot like throwing darts into a 185-mile-an-hour wind and just watching them keep doing a U-turn and zipping back and popping you in the face. What do you expect, right? You don't challenge 20-somethings to video games. Ever. That's just dumb. Well, yeah, that is. That's fucking dumb. So what did I do? I went out and got a Mario Kart modded Wii that's got the game burnt onto the hard drive so I can practice my motherfucking Mario Kart skills back to, we'll call them digital advertising agency days when we had the Wii set up in the front room. So we played a whole lot of Wii. We also played a whole lot of the video game machine in the back that had like 82 different video games on it, including Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man and Quicks and... God, what else did I play the shit out of? Burger Time? Oh, my God. If, if, if I am going to go heads up against anybody for the honor and justice of humanity and we need to win, you want me playing Burger Time. That's the truth. I mean, it's the pathetic truth, but that's the truth. Pause. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, I forgot how good I am at Burger Time. Like, I'm so good at Burger Time. I'm surprised I haven't had the walk pickles dream in a while. Oh, and yes, 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 I've definitely been speaking with walking pickles in my dream. I recognize them from Burger Time, even. I'm like, hey, Burger Time pickles. And as you'd expect, the Burger Time pickles, they don't know much. They're fucking idiots. But like Tally, they like to get high. Really high. Huh, I don't think we've talked about anything yet, have we? Oh, how about a little bit revisiting of that terribly put... Um, conundrum of young soul, failing soul, teenage soul. Okay. The word young is so charged in our culture because we're so conditioned to think youth is vigorous. Youth is vital. and Youth is where it's at. Hell, I even think I might have named a podcast something stupid like that. But youth is so where it's at. Oh my God, youth is so great. Okay. But 53 is not so bad either. I mean, really, I'm so much more calm than I was. So much more understanding of myself, even. Right? There, there are gifts. They don't all involve your waistline. But, hell, I can wear all my high school clothes today. And yeah, I'm lucky because I by no means treat myself well. I mean, do you listen to all the weed I smoke? Like this one right here? Okay, so let me try to clarify what I mean here about... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, first I want to tell you how seriously I treat this topic matter. I just dipped into the AK-47 Diamonds. For you, my friend. And yes, I said AK-47. 
All right. So, one of the things that I really misaligned this lifetime for myself is doing things at the last fucking minute. All, everything. You know? Hell, I masturbated at the last minute. And there are limits to what uh, level of work you can consistently produce if everything is started with a ticking time bomb timeline of if we don't start now, we're not going to finish the project. If that's who you are, and it's clearly who I am, well, what what's the compromise there, right? The compromise is you give yourself as much possible time to formulate the best possible outcome. In other words, you collect as much data and information in it and do as much analysis pre-start to give yourself the best shot of pulling off the final outcome non-paralleled. Your planning stage lasts literally until there's no more time for planning. Or you're just uh, scattered, disorganized, and uh, lazy enough. Uh, I mean, it'd be kind to say that you're just discombobulated, but the truth is you're just disinterested. And until the fucking project is literally at deadline fucking time bomb, your interest level has to be forced. Well, yeah, kind of. Well, you're not always working on shit you're interested in. That's one thing, right? For sure. We know that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be work. Then it would just be called interests. And enjoyment therein. So I'm not saying this isn't necessarily tied into the inanity of producing academic work or the other inanity of producing professional work. But there's inanity there. Inarguably, there's inanity there. And and what's funny is, if I'd have been here getting shit done early, one of the things I'm actually pretty good at is letting something go as I think of it as finished and then having that Hakuna Matata moment of, wait a second, I know a flourish that would be really good for that. Connecting it to some other system you've seen in work or in process or in progress. Funny how sometimes the word you intend to say is not the word that finishes your sentence. Even if it's process and progress, they both work. wonder if your brain's just in there having a goof put put grass at the end of this it'll fuck him up um and maybe maybe that's what the repeat soul people are maybe they're perfectionists you know you don't really show up to your eighth run of the same incarnation of life on the fly ready for the gates to open like some horse at the Kentucky Derby who just was too busy to get to that pregame warm-up shit. I don't know. If I'd have been an early completer, if I'd have gotten my stuff done three days ahead of time, instead of three minutes ahead of time, well, those three days would have given me the time to disengage from the project itself, re-engage with the universe at large, and perhaps make a connection I missed. 
my life's filled with that kind of shit. But it never dawned on me to flip my effort into something that encouraged better outcomes for myself. Because I never saw the wisdom inherent in early completion that over time, it may take a lot of time, but enough sample size and all of a sudden you see how you could have been a way more effective person for yourself. And fuck the world. Your own personal how'd I do list could have looked a lot cleaner and more intact had you not done everything, every fucking thing at the last minute. Well, I mean, except climax, right? But that's what she said. All right. I know we don't live in a that's what she said universe anymore. Although I will always think that Steve Carell's delivery of that line on The Office is perfect. Though, moving on to that's what he said. Young soul. Teenage soul. Let's finish with this because I never even finished the thought. Uh... I think I was too generous with myself even calling myself a teenager. Although, let me explain how I probably am a teenager, and then let's examine how I could likely be a fucking toddler or a sentient being of Arconian wisdom? Is it Arconian? Is that how they say it? Who knows? Those archons are weird. But, if... If I've exposed anything by my rather simple and easy disregard for sexual uh, partnership, I, I, I was always a cheater. Always. Cheating on everybody. Can we go back to my childhood to find some reasons for that? Maybe. We'll do that someday. But that doesn't absolve me in my cheating ways. I was a cheater. Filthy cheater. And, uh, and to me, that feels like the lesson I never learned here. So then the question is, is that even a lesson that's being learned? Are we really supposed to be monogamous? More marriages end in divorce than stay together. Although there is a clump of divorcing codependent relationship hoppers out there that are skewing that statistic. But still, marriage is fucking hard. Hell, 24 months is fucking hard. I never got there. I never had a two-year anniversary with anybody. And uh, for good reason. I mean, I cheated on everybody. I was a worthless piece of shit boyfriend. Except in the moment. Because in the moment, I was always thrilled that anybody would want to even spend time with me. And I was terribly insecure, especially early. And it just sort of set a stage for being an incomplete, insecure, piece of shit, long-term boyfriend prospect. Who in the moment could in many ways be everything you thought you were looking for. But sustaining that, I never felt it was important to me, so it was never going to be important to anybody else. And uh, 
and it was the sort of heartbreak, personal disappointment that I always felt. It was one of the places that I felt nihilism would creep in. How could I be such a dastardly bastard to so many good women? Well, I don't know. And that's what makes me think that my soul is immature. Because I think in circumstances where I knew my soul was asking that I perform at a little higher level, I kept saying, I spit on thee, I spit on thee, I spit on thee. Anybody got any dog poop? So, does that make me immature? Or does it make me a bonobo where, frankly, everybody sleeps with everybody? We don't know whose kids they are. They're ours. They're everybody's.